Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you gotta know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the Dew. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. You have no reason not to try it, as in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar, all do. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hello, everyone. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you uh, through Protus Global. Hey, look, I'm excited to, to meet my guest today. Uh, he is someone who's paved the way for compliant marketing uh, in the cannabis space. And it's a little bit of something I know about. Um, and I'm just really interested to get uh, his take on what's happening, what he's doing. Uh, my, my next guest is an innovator uh, in the loyalty marketing and technology uh, space and cannabis reaching over 5 million customers. His company is one of the fastest growing Canatech companies in the cannabis industry. I want you all to welcome Mr. Jeffrey Harris. He is the CEO and he is the founder of Springbank. Jeffrey, Thank how are you. you? Doing great. Thanks. Thanks for being with you guys. Thanks for having me and great to be with you guys. No, absolutely, man. I've uh, been looking forward to you being here on the on the show. And um, I really want to dive in uh, over our short period of time together into what you do and why you do it and the value proposition of it all. So we're going to get there. But I, I really am I'm, I'm, like with all guests, I'm Man, I tell you what, what I see today is what it is all the things that came before that made you what you are today. And sure, I, I like to know what some of the secret sauce is. So come on, man, tell me, where did it all begin for you? Are you yeah. from the city? You from New York? Where, where are you from? I'm originally from uh, Rockland County, so a little okay. bit outside New York and lived there uh, through college and then uh, decided to go work for my dad. My dad had a marketing company and what kind had a of couple different opportunities. What kind uh, of marketing, Jeff? Incentive marketing. So what we did okay. is we built incentive programs for companies that were trying to motivate their salespeople or their dealers or distributors, uh, you know, to push their product and, and hit their goals and their quotas and things of that nature. Where what would you provide for them? Like I had a if I had a company and I was in the uh, I was in the tile business. Okay, and I had outside salespeople that worked for me, and and my goal was to was to grow my my top line sales. How would you help me? 
How would you yeah, dance? So it could be, it could be one of two ways. It mm-hmm. could be like you, you may have had like a hundred percent club, right? And everyone that hit a hundred percent went on this great trip Got that it. you were invited to that was all mm-hmm. expense paid. So we would help uh, with those types of events. It could also be where, hey, you know, every quarter when you hit your goal, you got 10,000 points. And then those mm-hmm. points were then redeemable for free gifts, right? It could be travel related stuff it could be merchandise it could be gift cards things of that nature so it it was an extra way to motivate a salesperson or a dealer or a distributor to spend a little bit more time on your towel business as compared yeah. to somebody else's business <laughs> got it I, I, yeah. so you were the third party that would come in and and implant yourself right there in the middle and uh everybody wins yeah 100 percent. yeah so what happened yeah so i started working uh with my dad and then we purchased a company in Chicago and okay. we merged the companies in Chicago. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and then we moved to, I moved to Chicago for a few years as we decided to move the operations to Chicago. And well, where do we, oh, so what was the name of the company in Chicago? It was the name of the company back then was SNH motivation. Okay. SNH so motivation. Moved, and that was Chicago yeah. based. That was Chicago. You guys bought so that moved, company. Yeah. yeah. So we moved to Chicago and I was okay. working I was doing some sales and marketing and operations work for that company. And okay. then in 1996, I had the opportunity to create a new division for the business, which was the customer loyalty division. So, so, so why did that come about? Why did customer uh, loyalty become a, in 1990, I, I was, I was in business 1996. I'm just trying to remember the times and what was happening in consumer products. So tell me what was happening and, and why did customer loyalty become a, an opportunity. Yeah. So I think if you think about it, right, the airlines, American Airlines started the first kind of customer loyalty program in the late 80s with their yeah. Advantage program. Yeah. And so airlines started getting into it. And then uh, credit cards started getting into it yeah. where, you know, you could earn points for your spending. And now everybody has it, right? But back then it was this yeah. novel idea. Yeah. And we had a, we had a couple of credit card companies that were clients of ours that were using our services to kind of help them manage the back office of their own loyalty program that they Got created. But it. we didn't really understand it. And then I said, <laughs> oh, wow, there are these two credit card companies. I said, this seems like something that's going to happen. So I pitched the idea uh, to the executive team of creating a division that was going to use the same back office services that we had for our incentive business, but okay. use it to, to support companies that wanted to create their own customer loyalty programs, primarily credit cards. And okay. uh, they bought off on the idea. We went ahead and created the division. These two companies were the first two clients because we moved them into this division. Okay. Um, and then as, as things go, um, you know, a suitor came about a year later, wanted to buy the company. Okay. Um, Your dad's still involved? No, he's not involved anymore. So no, I was he involved? Him, oh, he's in, involved. Yeah, back then. He's involved. Back then. Yes, he's You're involved. telling his story. Yeah, was, was you, and, you and he were having and, these conversations. Yeah. yeah. And he want and someone came to want to buy the company. And I said, you should definitely sell this company. Well, I think it's great. You should yeah. definitely do it. Yeah. Um, but I asked him if he could talk to the people that were buying the company, if we could spin off this little division that was like not doing much revenue, not making yeah. any money. But you saw and you had a vision. You thought something was there. I thought we had something. And plus, yeah. I didn't, didn't, honestly, after working for my dad for a while, I didn't really want to work for anybody else. So it was kind of like, <laughs> you know, let's, let's, let's see if we could figure out how to make this happen. So he actually, you know, as as he used to be able to do, he made it happen. He okay. Was able to get us to spin. So it was off. he was he quite the deal maker? 
he was a good deal maker. Yeah. He, he was. was like, yeah, the, the funny story is, so we, we yeah. separated out and we became an independent company in the beginning of 1998. Yeah. Uh, and then three years later, uh, the company that bought us, um, we took one of their key clients as a loyalty okay. company. So it was really okay. funny. Um, so, <laughs> you know, so we started, we started on this journey of building this loyalty company. And, and actually that company is now, we changed the name. That, that company is now called Intecube. Um, and still exists and still exists I'm, okay. I'm actually still the majority shareholder of that company i'm not active in that business anymore but the okay. business is still there and it and it and it is morphed a bit obviously you know in 20 some odd years everything's going to morph it morphed right. a bit to be more of a data-driven marketing pro agency okay. so we we use data to help to help our clients better understand their customers. Okay. And then through that better understanding, make better decisions on how they want to market to them. So okay. it, it could be a loyalty program. It uh -huh. could be a database marketing program. It could be a whole bunch of different programs. But you get but the, you get the data, data, you get the data and the data will kind of drive what's the best idea. You couldn't have said it better. Okay. 100%. Okay. Um, so, you know, so fast forward to now it's 2000 and, 10 2013 we had since moved to florida uh so i lived in uh, boca raton florida we had right. since moved to florida we had the opportunity right. to move and i was kind of managing the business long distance i would go in for a few days come back home so you know but you know back then it was much harder to manage a business long distance than it is today today you could manage a business from anywhere based on all the tools that you have but back exactly then, these tools and were not there if you wanted video <laughs> conferencing it was going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars exactly so, that's that's not money i wanted to spend um so i would go back and forth and then finally i realized around 2012 you know so fast forward you know yeah. this is still doing well it's 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 a private company it's 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 growing it's mm -hmm. it's making a profit all is good I actually thought we would be better off having a professional management team run the company versus me. I just felt that, you know, I had given it a lot. I had, you know, it's not that you run. How long had you been in it? By, by then you'd been in it over 15, 16, 17 yeah, years. 16 yeah. years. And I just said, you know what, let's, let's hand this over to some guys that some team members that are professional managers that could take yeah. it to the next level. And, and, my how did you find was, those folks? How did you find them? They were they were work they were working for us already. Um, oh, but okay. I wanted what to were give they, them the What reins. were they doing for you at the time? They were in they were running sales or running marketing and things of that nature. So they had executive positions there, and yeah. and I said, you know what? Let's give them a shot, like you know, to to run it. So the and because I knew these people, right? Because we had worked together, I trusted them. Right. And and I said, you know what, let's do it. And then the first lesson that I learned is if you're going to give someone the reins to run it, you got to let them run it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to stop right there. We're going to take a break because I want to pick up there. That's a huge lesson. And I'm sure that has served you well uh, yeah. moving uh, uh, moving forward. Hey, I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. And my guest today is Mr. Jeffrey Harris. He is the CEO and founder of Spring Big. And as you've heard, he's been in this this marketing game, this CRM marketing game for a long time and um, started from his roots with his dad. Uh, but uh, we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. And I'm looking forward to picking this conversation up with Jeffrey when we get back. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace progressing toward the Green Peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, 
a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The The Green Peak with Richard Zwicky. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profit. Is brought to you by Produce Global. My guest today is Mr. Jeffrey Harris, CEO of Spring Big. Hey, so Jeffrey, you were you were saying that you learned a big lesson when you were making a transition in your own business from moving you out of the day-to-day operation uh, to a professional management team uh, of doing that for you. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? That's I think that's telling. Yeah. So, you know, my thought was that like, I, I decided to turn it over to a professional management team for a reason, right? Because I thought that they could do a better job. So the last thing you want to do is get in their way and, uh, and, and, and muddy up the waters of, of what they're trying to accomplish. They obviously are going to have different ideas that I had. Otherwise, that's why why you did it, right? The job. (laughs) You're hoping that's the case. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. So I said, I said, you know what, I'm going to let them do their thing. And I said, as I'm letting them do their thing, I'm kind of like, I'm not as busy as I was obviously. Right. Cause I'm not active in running this business anymore. I'm still involved and I'm still checking in and, and actually learning from these guys on, on what they're doing and the changes that they're making, which was super cool. Um, did you have an active board at the time? Did you have an active board at the time? We had a board of advisors, yes. Okay. So not a board of directors, but a board of advisors because it was private. So we basically put a board of advisors together. Okay. And what I found interesting, it's like I said, okay, I'm not as busy as I was. And like, I'm still checking in, yeah. learning about what they're doing. Actually, it was pretty cool to see some of the changes that they were making, which yeah. was great. I said, oh, wow, well, I should have been able, I should have done that. I should have done that. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> you did that a lot, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, and then, and then I was in a hotel room in Chicago. Yeah. The uh, And I'm flipping through one of those hotel magazines, right? We've all flipped through those hotel magazines that basically have three pages of articles and 72 pages of ads, yeah. right? So we're flipping through that magazine. And I see an article about a company in Chicago called Belly, B-E-L-L-Y, that created a tablet-based solution that would be installed in like mom and pop stores, like okay. yogurt shops, yeah. pizza shops, nail salons. So when you walk into the store, you could type your phone number in or scan a QR code right. and they would register your visit. Just so think about it as like a digital punch card, right? Mm-hmm. So we all used to have those paper punch cards yeah. that the yogurt shop or the ice cream shop gave us, like, you right. know, 10 punches get you a free yogurt. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and they came with this idea of like digitizing that system right where you would you know so you'd come in you'd take you put your phone number in so now not only did you get your punch without having to worry about keeping that punch card in your wallet but they now know who you were and they could market to you via when text was this? message or when was this jeffrey what year was this this is in 2013 okay okay so so i'm looking i said you know what we could do that. I could do that better than those guys can do it. I just said like, that's kind of cool. So <laughs> I asked my chief information officer from Intercube. Yeah. And I said, Hey, Mark. And he always wanted to move to Florida. And I oh, said, he did. Okay. Yeah. Always wanted to move. Like <laughs> you guys like, talked about it. It was like yeah. Chicago's cold in the winter. Oh no, no. It's no. really cold. Oh, my so God. he wanted Absolutely. to move. I said, Mark, I have this idea. I want to yeah. build this system, this platform that we could sell into small stores 
Yeah. And it would be kind of like a loyalty system for small retailers, but, but a digital loyalty program instead of that paper punch card system. Yeah. He loved it. He's a really bright guy. His name okay. is Mark Herbal, still with us today, by the way. Okay. And, and, he, uh, and he came in and you know he took on the charge of getting the technology built. I took on the charge of figuring out how we were going to sell the thing. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's about six months, eight months later, I then teamed up with a friend of mine who was in the payment processing business, the credit card processing business, because he had a lot of these mom and pop retailers as customers. Absolutely. And we started, we started selling this thing. So was this and the point of sale system? No, it's not a point of sale. It's kind of like, think about it. It's a loyalty system on a tablet. Okay. Like, uh, okay. so like if you, if even today, like today they have them, sometimes you walk into a store and they have kind of like a tablet facing you. And then you could scan something, put your phone number in and you get points. So you register a visit. So it. it's even around today. So we decided let's do this thing. So we started selling this thing. Mm -hmm. We raised a little bit of money. Okay. Um, we obviously self-funded a bunch of it, raised a little bit of money mm -hmm. and, and things are going, and this is kind of exciting. It's like a new business. I got something to do every day. It's yeah. kind of cool. Uh -huh. So fast forward to 2016, we have about 500 customers on the platform and, and the average customer would spend about $1,800 a year with us, about $150 a month. Okay. And I'm not the smartest guy for sure. But I'm also not the dumbest guy either. And yeah. I said, okay, if I, if I take $1,800 times, how many customers do I need to make this thing exciting? Yes. Right. And yeah. we could all do the math and it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of customers. Um, the other challenge we had is that most of the time, the owner of the stores, who is the one that really makes the the buying decisions for these stores is right. not in the store very much. You know, you how often do you see the owner of the yogurt shop in the exactly. store? You usually exactly. see service people in the store who are serving you your yogurt. It's, but, how, you know, the owner may be there an hour a day or two hours a day to check in, but they're not there much. So we also were finding it harder back then. How are we going to get to the owner to buy the product from mm -hmm. us? So we're kind of like we're at this crossroads in 2016. <laughs> and we and we're saying, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to keep putting money into this thing? Are we not going to put money? Because it wasn't making money yet. Are we going to keep putting right. money? Is and not What are we going to do? So we looked at our customer list, and on our customer list, there were two cannabis retailers. Um, they were both medical dispensaries. I think they were both from California. That's right. You're in, but you're spending, in Florida. You're in Florida. We're in Florida. In Florida. They Florida somehow so found the platform yeah. and they signed up and they're using the platform. I so, don't even know who they were. Yeah. And but they're not spending 150 bucks a month. They're spending $1,500 a month. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell are they doing that they're spending so much money? Yeah. And the reason was, is because they were just marketing to their customers so much more frequently than okay. the yogurt shop would. The yogurt shop may send you a message once a week. Yeah. These guys in California were sending a message out every day. Yeah. Literally every day. And their databases were bigger than yeah. the databases of the yogurt shop. So I said, all right, okay. well, maybe uh -huh. there's something here. Yeah. So, you know, I had some friends that were in the industry. I reached out to these friends of mine. I said, hey, this is the business that we have. This is what it does. This is what I'm thinking about. And they basically confirmed what I thought, which is, Jeff, it's a great idea. There's one uh -huh. other company in the, in the industry that's doing something similar to what you would be doing. There's always room for more than one company. I think you should do it. And my friend said, not only do I think you should do it, I'd like to invest with you. Okay. So this, this guy kind of very quickly raised a half a million dollars 
for us to uh, to keep to, to make this thing happen. So we left for Christmas break in 2016. 2017, we come back from New Year's break. Yeah. And we are all in on cannabis. We basically okay. made a decision that we're not going to kick anybody that's not a cannabis retailer off the platform. Everyone is welcome to stay. But that's but not, not the future spend of one growth. second at a yeah. time. Yeah. That was it. All yeah. of our growth was going to be cannabis. Right. And, and, you know, listen, you know, there's certain decisions you make in life, right? That you don't yeah. even know the impact of those decisions until years later when you look back and you say, yeah. whoa, that was, that was pretty fortuitous. Uh -huh. Like, I mean, yes, it was a smart decision, but, but let's call spade a spade. It was lucky too. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. we, it was, we had these two clients, we looked at it, we talked to some guy who said, Oh, I love the idea. He gave us $500,000. We came back and then all of a sudden we're off to the races. And, yeah, but, but you know, Jeffrey, this industry the, in two, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. It, it, I wanted to go back to what you said, smart decision. The best decision you made was to motivate your, your father to have the acquirer spin that off to you. 100%. That was that, the best decision got, you made. Yeah, that, that got me the ability to learn about this business because right. one of the things that we felt very strongly about as we entered into cannabis is that we are not cannabis experts. Honestly, I didn't know the first thing about cannabis. Right. I didn't, I didn't understand how the system worked, how the business, I didn't, I didn't get it yet. I mean, we were just going, we just got yeah, going, but that's cool. I did know loyalty marketing. I know right. loyalty. So yeah. what we were bringing to the table to any of these cannabis companies that wanted to use our platform is true experience in how to create technology that was going to work for them, how to help them create a, a loyalty program that would work for them, that would help wow. them make money. Yeah. And, you know, in 2017, it's different than it is today. There were a lot of independent operators that yeah. are, again, really smart people, uh -huh. but they may not be marketing experts. So, But they knew they needed more them. customers and they need to be. Yeah, they know. And Listen, they they're, need smart, to, they're smart people. Yeah, they're retailers. They know that when somebody comes in, if I know something about them, and I can help sell what they want, they're going to spend more money with me every 100%. time they walk in the door. 100%. And that, that's, that's critical. And you, you, you helped them. It's, it's quite interesting that you had this perfect storm. You, you had this, this idea that you've lived all your life, basically, right? You, the, what you do now, the, the foundation came at the beginning of time for you. And, 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 and you have this new industry that, that is presented right in front of you. And you have this unique opportunity through a couple of really cool decisions that you made, right? And, and some luck, right? And, 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 and now you're, you're, you're in this game and you have the unique opportunity to grow as an industry grows. 100%. Right. And, and what was 100%. And what was so what was interesting is because we, we do know what we're doing, we yeah. really do understand how it works and what we're doing, we were able to grow faster than the industry was growing, because, uh -huh. you know, it, it was a slog, right? In 2017, you're a young company, you're new, you got to build a reputation, you have to build a brand, but we, we kept making progress every month, like in January, we sold six dispensaries and in february we sold 10 and then Every in month. march we sold 15 and Absolutely. then all of a sudden this industry people talk right oh you got to check these spring big guys out and 
And, yeah. you know, we would start getting calls saying, hey, I heard from Joe that I should check you guys out. And, you know, so, you know, momentum started building. We we then had the ability to raise more money. Right. We needed the we needed the capital in order to really build the team. So we got we were fortunate. OK, great. I tell you, I want to stop right there. We'll take a quick sure. break, Jeffrey. Awesome. We're going to talk more about how how uh, spring big grew big or is growing big. <laughs> Very cool. Right. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. My guest today is Jeffrey Harris. He is, as you know now, the CEO of Spring Big. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. And my guest today uh, is Jeffrey Harris. Uh, he is the CEO of Spring Big. Hey, Jeffrey, so as we were, were discussing now, you're, you're growing every month. You see this momentum. So uh, talk to me about that. Keep keep rolling with that. And, and tell me some of the, I really want to hear about uh uh, from a growth perspective, uh, now that you're so deep in this game, how are you going to grow through acquisitions, relationships? Talk about some of that. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, we've been very fortunate. So we've, mm-hmm. we, I can't even calculate the percentage of growth. It's been, it's been phenomenal. And, you know, the team now we have about 160 people on the team. Wow. Spring big. So, wow. and that's going to grow to about 180 by the end of the year. So wow. we're growing our team significantly, uh-huh. uh, but you're right. So, you know, I think what's happening in the cannabis industry today is you have a lot of really interesting technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've also found is you have companies that may have really interesting technology, but they don't have the sales and marketing machines that they mm-hmm. need to really get the technology sold and, and installed um, in retailers and brands. So one of our real strengths is we've built an excellent sales and marketing machine. So we are now looking, to your point, of continuing our our organic growth, right? Because one nice thing about this industry is it continues to grow. New states legalize. States Mm -hmm. go from medicinal to recreational, which add more stores. There's there's always upward momentum and movement in our industry, uh, Mm -hmm. which is important. But also Mm -hmm. we're starting to think about now what other marketing technology is Mm -hmm. out there that we think would be complementary to what we do that we could bring into the family and then have more things to sell, more Mm -hmm. services to sell. Right. Our customer base, we have about a thousand clients right now. So okay. more cu- our customers, but not only help get use that to help us get more customers, but also sell more things to more people. So mm-hmm. we are definitely thinking about an acquisition strategy now because there's some great technology out there. There's really some good stuff that we think could really be a nice fit for what we're doing. Yeah. So um, 
you're going to buy technology or when you say there's some interesting folks out there, how are you looking at uh, your business? Or, I mean, are you the number one player in this game right now? In our, in our niche, we're the number yeah. one player. You're the yes. number one player. Okay. And you, you can see the future. You feel like you can see the future, Jeffrey? Um, I, I, th- I could see the future a couple years out. Right. Okay. I think, I think, I think, I don't know if I could see the future 10 years out, but I could okay. see the future two, three years out. And what, okay. and what I see happening is I see there's going to be uh, more States opening up more stores yeah. coming on board, right. more sophisticated business people coming into the industry that are going to be looking for fast. more sophisticated solution happening yes. very fast. Yes. You're seeing a lot of the big guys buy the small guys, right? You're yes. seeing that consolidation happening. Yeah. So, one good thing because of my prior experience, my, you know, we used to sell large retailers, large financial services companies. So we're so national, national spot. sales, you national do national sales. global so sales, right? So you understand that is the large company. Yeah. That's our yeah. sweet spot. So okay. we're really well positioned because, you know, although we, we service everybody, if you're a single store, right. Or you're the largest operator in the country, we service both, all both ends of the spectrum, but obviously we're better with the larger guys, because we mm-hmm. understand how to support them, service them, build technology that helps them. Mm-hmm. And those guys are looking for, honestly, they're looking for less providers. Right? Yes. Think about it. They want to Absolutely. talk to less people. Absolutely. So we want to be thinking about, okay, what are those guys buying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what are they buying in the marketing technology space? What are they mm-hmm. buying in the data space? What are they mm-hmm. buying in the advertising space? What are they buying? Yeah. What services? And then how can we then bring those services on board and make it easier for them to buy them from less people from one place uh, mm-hmm. and and where we kind of we kind of spread out the different services that we're selling so we are not just in one niche but we're in multiple niches now but mm-hmm. all within the framework of marketing technology no that's that's great and the the, the interesting thing for you is that you're going to have less customers also um, because right. there's going to be less independents out there I mean, that's, that's literally is going to happen. So these are going to be huge business decisions in one spot uh, that, are, that are going on. So what are they buying? Give us, give us a sample of, of what you're selling now. Uh, and w- without giving your competitors a roadmap, tell us a little bit about, you know, where you oh, think sure. this thing is going. So, okay. Yeah, so our our mature business, if you can call it that, it's yeah. five years old. But our mature <laughs> business is is the retailer, uh-huh. and what the retailer is buying from us is they're buying technology that enables them to create and ma- easily manage their loyalty program in a much yeah. more engaging and sophisticated way than if they if they just turned on their point of sale loyalty module that they have. You know, mm-hmm. this is what we do. So we're making it. We have a loyalty wallet that is either a mobile web application or an app. So the customer can see how many points they have. They can redeem their points for free stuff. They get offers. So the technology enables the retailer to easily create and manage their loyalty program. But the bigger thing is because we're pulling in all this data because we need to get the data to say, okay, how many points did somebody earn for that transaction? We're then able to take all that data and provide segmentation to the retailer. So when the retailer says, you know what, I want to talk to the people in my retail store that buy pre-rolls and spend $50 a month or more, Mm -hmm. they can go right to that group of people and they could market something to them that's different 
than someone who's saying, I want to talk to the people that buy concentrates and spend a hundred dollars or more. So they have the ability to really think about what they want to say first, who they want to say it to, what Mm -hmm. they want to say, how they want to say it. Mm -hmm. And then we help them deliver that message either through text, through email, and now through push notifications through an app that they have the ability to subscribe to. So So real omni-channel marketing. At the end of the day, that's what it's Yeah, real omni-channel marketing. Yeah. So it's really, it's, and, and it's really about the data at the end uh-huh. of the day, yeah. how we deliver the message or how they want to deliver the message is really what's going to be the best way to deliver it for that customer. But, right. but it's about how do you create who you want to say what to, how you say it, that's mm-hmm. the more valuable piece. So, you know, as this industry continues to evolve and let's assume one day Facebook says, Hey, you could use Facebook messenger or you could use Instagram's messaging service. Right. Uh, we don't really care how you deliver the message. Yeah. We just want to give you the ability to deliver the message to the right, the right message to the right customer okay. at the right yeah. time. Yeah. No, that is absolutely powerful. So what are some relationships you've, you've acquired? From what perspective? Yeah, I mean, you have partnerships in the market. Uh, oh, sure. So right. we obviously partner very strongly with a lot of the, all the point of sales. Okay. Because we need to partner with them together because together the point of sales and us and the e-commerce companies, right? Okay. Those are the three that you know you need. We need to come together as a group to provide the client with yeah. the best level of service possible, right? Because right. at the end of the day, you know, my my firm belief is that customer is comes first, right? What, right. what the customer needs is what we got to do. So, so bringing those, bringing our system together with the point of sale of the client, with the e-commerce mm-hmm. platform of the client allows us to, as you said before, provide a true omni-channel exp- customer marketing experience. Mm-hmm. So having good relationships with the point of sale companies and the e-commerce companies is paramount yeah. um, because we all play a part in the puzzle. And we need mm-hmm. to make sure that we're working in concert. So, so we are close with those guys. Those are probably, if you think about our partnerships, those are our most important partnerships. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. Um, it sounds like you figured out how to get to the decision maker, man. Yeah, again, it's, it's a small industry, right? I mean, it's getting bigger every day. But, you know, most of these guys, especially on the POS and the e-commerce side, have been, you know, around either at the same time that we got into it or even before us, right? right. So, and, you know, in 2017, 2018, it was really a tight place. It's a little less tight now just because it's getting bigger and companies are getting bigger and companies have their own priorities. But at the end of the day, you know, building those relationships early, yeah. Um, was very, very important for us because yeah. I could pick up the phone and pretty much call the, the you know, as they can with me, yeah. they, I can call the CEO of any POS company or any e-commerce company and we can have a chat, right? And, and they could with me. So having that ability to kind of sift through stuff faster mm-hmm. is important. Oh, that's great. No, that's, uh, that's awesome. Man, this is really enlightening and it's, uh, it's information that is so uh, relevant to all of us. We're all consumers of whatever. And uh, we're being marketed to exactly where you're building this platform in, in, in the cannabis industry. And um, uh, it's a big deal. A great job. Um, uh, Spring, Spring Big is going to be big for sure. And uh, Jeffrey Harris, my guest today, CEO and founder of Spring Big, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and sharing uh, your story 
and how you got to where we are today with Spring Bay. Thank you uh, very much, Jeffrey. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you as well. It was great to be with you and great to hang out together. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I'm your host again. It's Vern Davis. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show through wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, et cetera. And look for this episode with Spring Big. Uh, follow Produce Global through the social networks, social media networks, all of them. We're everywhere, right? When Insta, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere you can look, we are there. And really take a look at us at produceglobal.com and, and see how we're building companies and, and how we're uh, helping change uh, people's lives. Look, this is Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, brought to you by Produce Global. Until next time, cheers. opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.